Good morning to you and welcome to the broadcast. We are here, a special edition of Keys to Your Best Life with April and Paul. We've been doing this for several weeks and we are just keeping on because we're actually loving going deeper into the word, uh, gathering just nuggets of truth to share with the audience. And we're happy to be here. We're happy to be with you. So I want you to get this out to your friends, family, coworkers, anyone who needs a word of encouragement this morning. If you're watching this on Creative Motion Network, we thank you and uh, we'll get started. So last week, we talked about the bloodline. We talked about the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood. You know, it reminds me of that old song. There's power, power, wonderful work and power in the blood of the lamb. And nothing has changed. God is the same yesterday, today, forever. He is the same. And we absolutely love him. Good morning to all of you all logging on. Okay. So today we're going to go a little bit farther. We're going to talk about his heart's call and our response to it talk about the the rebirth and the uh, response of the gift of Jesus. But first, I'd like to kick it off with reading some scripture this morning out of the book of Matthew. So if you're following along, we're going to Matthew 11:25 and I've got it right here. Okay, here we go. And this is in the um what is this? Uh this is the New King James. So I was reading it in the passion a few minutes ago and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." But we don't want to freak anybody out with the <laughs> theological differences, so we'll just stick to this, okay? Okay, so it says, At the time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, and you have revealed them to the babes. Hmm. That's, like, that's our kids. That's us. Even so, Father, uh, seems good in your or Even so, Father, for it seems good in your sight. I love this part right here. All things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know the father except through the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. Get this guys. This is really powerful. Verse 28. Come to me, all who have labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Some versions say humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Glory to God. I'll tell you what, no matter what you're going through, God is there. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about the rebirth. We're going to talk about uh, reborn in the new life of Jesus and seeing the victory that happened at Calvary. So we're going to kick it off with my girl, April here and, uh, April talk about that. Well, I, uh, you know, I wrestled with this myself personally. There's a lot of, um, reconnection that we have to do. And I think we really talked about that last week, but it is something that, um, we each have a way of working through, if that makes sense. We've really got to understand, you know, we hear Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's different um, perspectives on walking with Jesus and what that looked like back in the day. And so somehow, some way, we've got to inject ourselves into that understanding. It's it's really hard to do that, though, if um, if we're just trying to do it through like regular old book knowledge and stuff. And and it because it's not if you study and you're just studying with your head and not your heart, then you get into that whole like just running into a brick wall over and over again because you just don't get it. And eventually you get to a point where like Matthew 11, you had shared, you know, we actually come to him and trade out what we think is going on uh, to look at the possibility of something that we we've never seen 
we've never known before. It's a newness that we have and, and we submit to learning something that may not make sense at first. And so it's really interesting because um, that's where it starts, you know, that first step toward, you know, coming to Jesus and um, getting to know him. And then the rebirth is really actually something that transpires along the way. I mean, we have that initial commitment, but we have that um, that understanding that he's going to enlighten our hearts. He's going to grow us in that knowledge and wisdom, and he's going to reveal his secrets and things. And I love that Matthew 11 at the very beginning um, in like the 25 through 27 is talking about how he is the key that goes to the door that opens and unlocks it for us to enter into the presence of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and, but it's, again, it's all through faith. It's all through something that we can't see tangibly. And for me, it was, it was one of those things where it was just a, it was a leap of faith to not to be too cliche about it, but it was like, okay, God, I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to see, you know, this God that's in these books, I want to see him in action in my own life, you know, like show up for me in big ways that that way I don't even have any room for doubt anymore, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I was just in that surrender moment. I just remember being like a pile of tears, you know, and, and just um, all about like wanting to know him, if that makes sense, like just, I don't know. It's just, it was just, it was just a moment. It was a turning point, I guess, you know? And so um, that's just my own personal take on this particular thing, because um, in order to uh, become that newness in him, I had to put all the other stuff that I knew aside and step into like teaching, learning, you know, that kind of thing. He was teaching me and I was learning. I was open to the possibility, I guess, if that makes sense. You said something very powerful there, April. You said surrender. And I think that that happens um, when we come to the end of ourselves and when we've emptied out all of our junk before the Lord and so that he can fill us. You know, I tell people all the time where, you know, when you're full of all this junk, you've got this stuff coming here and it's just right here. And then all of a sudden you just have this meltdown and you just can't handle it. We're not meant to handle it. We're meant to go to the cross and release that and allow him to go in there and clean out all of our junk. You know, I sat in a church for many years, many years, and did not have a revelation of his love, his kindness, his mercy. And, you know, the Bible says that, you know, knock and the door will be open. And I think that I would stand at the door, but there was something in me where I was too um, confused. We know that God's not the author of confusion, but I had a lot of issues and a lot of pain and things like that. So I would not knock. So if you're watching this today and you're thinking, I want to have what April's talking about, it is called surrender. It is called going before the Lord and releasing all of that and allowing him to go to those places and and heal those boo-boos that you don't want to deal with. So I'm just saying, okay, Paul, talk to us, talk to us, brother. Yes. Got to heal the boo-boos. I'm just saying. So I love this scripture and I love what, what April's talking about, about that moment of understanding. Who are you? Like truly, sincerely, who are you? And I had that moment in 2009 when I came from my backsliding stage and I flew back to Ohio. 
got off the plane. And when I, when my foot touched Cleveland ground, I said, Lord, I need you to show me the God that Abraham knew, the God that Moses knew, the God that, that walked the face of this planet. And if you can't produce that for me, then I might as well just fly back to California and sell dope again, period. Because that's the thing that I know how to do and I do it well. That was my exact prayer to God. And from that moment forward, he began to take me through this process as I, number one, submitted, surrendered, right? Surrender isn't just like, okay, I I surrendered. No, you have to fully every day submit to yes. God. Submit yeah. the will of the flesh to God. And when you're in that season, I'm in that season right now with my prayer time. Because there's sometimes that that we forget to say, Father, let your will be done. Because we've been taught over the last 15, 20 years, you just claim it and it's there. You just claim the word of God and it's there. No, let your will be done in on earth as it is in heaven. Then you can go back to his word, with his, which is the contract, which is government, it's kingdom. And say, Lord, your word says this. So I'm relying on you for this. And to tie into what I believe... Uh, Maggie was saying about ask, seek, and knock. These are those moments where we ask, we seek, and we knock. And here's the part where I love that Jesus said was at the end of um, verse 27, but starting with 27, all things have been delivered to me by my father. He could have easily been like, listen, I'm God. I'm, I'm the man. Y'all need to submit to me. No, he said, I come and all these things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father. Yes. Now watch this. Nor does anyone know the father except the son and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him, the father. So this is where I believe through scripture that it's also talking about that the wise, oh, where to go? Okay that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. What, what do King uh, kids want to see? They want to see when they see parents, they don't see flaw. When they see parents, they don't see anything, but someone who is going to take care of them. And when they see that, that's what they see. And so what I believe Christ is saying is, listen, the ones that are so wise that you're so full of the word that that you're not depending on me in your prayer time, there's no relationship. Listen, I ain't got time for you. I want to speak to those who want to understand kingdom. And when we unveil our eyes, like April was talking, I think last week about being able to unravel the mind. Unravel those things in your mind. Undo those things that are that have kept you bound in your prayer time. Come on, somebody, because there's times when we are praying and we're still bound because we don't we only want what we want. Father, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But when I changed that whole when I reminded myself and the Holy Spirit reminded me, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When I change that in my prayer time, I begin to feel the anointing all over again. I begin to feel his presence. And so to April's point from two weeks ago of teaching people what it what it means to enter into the presence, we have to get out of this this concept of, well, you just come to the father. 
You do. However, there's a certain way that you prepare your heart, you prepare your mind, you have to prepare the soil, which is your soul to receive the seed that God has for your life. So I'm going to end with this for now. What if everything that we did, we took it before the father? Mm. What if every step that we took, now I'm not saying be cynical, well, Lord, do I take a right turn or left turn? Do I do I flip on this this blinker? No, no, no. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about decisions that you are saying, I, I really don't know what to do in this moment. Father, let your will be done. But here's what your will says, that whatever I put my hands to, you shall bless, that I will be blessed in the city and coming out of the city. Your word says that I will own houses, not a house, not a shack. So bringing God back his words about healing, protection, the whole gospel is kingdom. And this is where so many people miss it because we're not spreading the gospel of the kingdom. We're, we're spreading the gospel of the church. You follow what I'm saying? And this is where we have to understand that those regulations, those traditions, Jesus is saying, come to me, all who labor, who are so exhausted from three songs, too fast and a slow, those who are exhausted from all the tradition. Come on, somebody. I mean, I, I'm. Right. I, I hear you, brother. I've been there, right? But yeah. what if we, um, Matt Redman, when he created that song, Back to Worship, his the whole testimony behind it was, I've made it something else. He was yeah. in that moment in time where he said, Lord, let this worship be you mm. because I'm tired of the lights. I'm tired of the smoke machines. I'm tired of that. Bring me back to a heart of worship. Yes. Right. So that's all I got for now. Woo, for now. Glory to God. I love that. And, you know, and I love the backstory. And if, if, if you all are not familiar with that song, I encourage you to go watch it on YouTube. Watch the testimony behind it because Paul's right. Because they got to the part where it became performance based. And God doesn't <clears throat> want us to perform. He wants our heart. He wants right. us to, you know, come to him uh, for everything. And like Paul said, not every little, you know, like, do I get out of bed? Uh, uh huh. Yes, get out of bed. <laughs> I love that. I love that, Paul. But I love that exactly. line in that song. You know, when he says, "You know, I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it." Come you on. You know, because we can make some stuff, and you know, so we're not talking about a church experience. We encourage you to connect with a local body. We can encourage you to be part of a community, and we are not bashing the church. We are talking about systematic, mythology, just over and over repetition of works of doing the same thing, yes. and then. But God wants to do something in us. We are the church, and Absolutely. so I encourage you guys today to take heed to what we're talking about. We're talking about just going deeper in His love and His purpose in his word and in prayer time submitting unto him i love that you brought that up paul because so many times um you know i have my thing and i want god to come along and bless it whenever it's not about me it's about him and it's about him accomplishing his will through me and you can't not do that until you're emptied out and so forth. So this is so good. So next we're going to talk about the response of the gift of Jesus. But first I want to read this context of scripture because it is actually one of my favorite Psalms. And it's in uh, Psalms 139, 23 and 24. And this is a daily prayer that we all should have. And I'm not saying do a checkbox list, you know, read this off, like, you know, and then you're good. I'm talking about have the Lord examine us. And it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Mm. Try me and know my anxieties. And then it goes on to say, and see if there's anything wicked way in me 
and lead me in the way of everlasting. Well, we know who said that. King David said that. And we know that he went through all kinds of stuff. And my goodness, the Bible says, you know, I think he broke like every commandment. And the Bible says that it was a man after God's own heart. So don't think that God can't use you. Don't think that where you've gone has been too far. Go back to the Father. You know, be sorry for the thing that you made it and go back to the Father and allow him to touch you in those areas. And I love that scripture because that scripture, it forces me self-examination. It forces me to look at the woman in the mirror, you know. I want to break out in song here with Michael Jackson. I'm looking at the woman in the mirror. Sorry. <laughs> I'm asking me to change my ways. Oh, okay? I'm just saying, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm in prayer form today. But this is truth, okay? And so when you come to that point where you just can't do it anymore, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I've got it in my head now. Like, uh, I'm like, looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> I should sing. She's the singer-songwriter. I don't, I don't sing well. It's a joyful noise into the Lord. Very painful for those around me. But anyway, okay, so, so April, let's talk about the response of the gift of Jesus. Ooh, what do we do mm. with that? Man, man, man. <laughs> So I don't know about you, but in my experience with God, it's um, there's a constant um, pursuit, like a drawing that he has on my heart, even when I'm distracted or going through my days. And this in this season of my life, it's just this constant communication that I'm in with him. But when I first came to him, that's not what it was like. And so um, I, I really love that we are talking about Psalm 139 uh, because of uh, the full context of that chapter. That psalm itself is talking about, he starts the whole thing out about that relationship. It literally, if you guys have some time, I encourage you to dive into Psalm 139 line by line because it is the back and forth, both sides of the relationship that we have with God. Um, it's it's his ever presence. It's his, his all knowing. It's his, you know, just this, this sensitivity to who we are to him and who he is to us. And it's just the, all the full circle. So I encourage you guys to do that, but it's so true about how, you know, if we get to a point where we think we know everything and we're just too wise and, and we're not teachable anymore, we are going to just stay stuck and we will not go deeper in our relationship with God. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's a little bit of a sharpening, but as true, um, we, that come to me like little children, you know, it's like, it's just come as you are, come to me, uh, just be ready, you know, to, to learn, to grow, because who can sit there and say, you know, the depth, the length, the width, the height of God's love, it's unending. It's uh, from everlasting to everlasting. His faithfulness reaches to the skies, you know, um, it's just, there's just so much to say about all of that, but it all starts with our heart posture and how we come to him. And um, I was actually going to talk about Romans 6, but I'm just going to say that's your study challenge for this week, y'all. One Psalm 139 and Romans 6. But yes. um, Romans 12, though, as Paul was talking, I was sitting here like, probably need to be sharing Romans 12. Um, but it talks about what it means to be empty and to commit your life to, to Jesus um, and to sit there and say, you know, enough is enough with the ways of this world. I want to be set apart. And it starts in one and it says, therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your bodies 
a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And, and I like how I'll, I'll read two here in a second, but I like how you guys are bringing up worship songs because, um, so often for some reason that is the watered down generic version of what worship is. And worship is not music. <laughs> it's not, it's you a know, lifestyle. It, it's, it is, it is a day to day, like Paul was saying, and like Maggie has reiterated, it is a daily renewal. It is a daily submission. It is a, I'm waking up in the morning and saying, Hey God, what do you have for me in this day? You blessed me with waking me up one more day. You gave me this day. What would you like to do with me in it? You know, how would you like to, to invest this time that I have this precious, precious time that I have here on this earth in this day? You know, what is your will? What is your purpose in this very moment? The spances of time, you know, from from all of this stuff that, you know, father, that that just goes out to the vastness, you know, beyond what I can even imagine. What is your plan right now? You know, like, who do I need to reach or who do I need to talk to or what do I need to say? Or how do you want me to just sit here and learn more from you? You know, I mean, like, is that what it is? It's like, are we asking those questions and asking God, you know, what he has to say about this stuff and sitting there being still and listening intently until he speaks. Are you just or are you just going about your business and, and doing your own thing and making your plans? And then when stuff crashes, you're like, hey, God, can you help me? I mean, like, where are you at with this? And so those are those questions that Psalm 139 will help you um, to look at. And remember, the heart is deceitful. So we have to have an outside perspective, a heavenly perspective to help us get that light in to the places that we don't even know. And so when we come to him in repentance, we just need to be sure that we're not only repenting for the things that we know we messed up on and we know that we're walking wrong in, but we also need to be repenting on things that we don't know. Like let it, you know, if, if the enemy accuses us of something, accept it, repent of it and, and turn away from it and go the opposite direction, you know? So, um, but two says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed to the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so literally this is the promise you can hold to, to know that, that when we sit here and submit, when we repent, when we turn away from the world and turn toward Jesus and we ask God what he wants to do with, you know, in this moment, that it is assured that that we will know, we will prove what the will of God is. And so let's toss that lie out the window. It's not like you'll never know what the will of God is. This tells you when you follow these steps is super simple. A lot of the Bible yeah. is super simple, <laughs> step by step by step. Here, do this. Be obedient in this. Submit with this. Surrender with this. Do this. Repent. Honor. You know, trust. Have faith. In the unseen, and this will be the result. So, anyways, that's girl. Woo, drop the mic. That was a, that was a message among itself. She is right. The you want to know his will? Get into his word and find out. I love the fact that you mentioned the scripture about uh, in Jer I think it's Jeremiah seventeen nine. But I love that scripture because people used to say to me all the time, "Man, you just follow your heart," you know. And when I read in the scripture, because uh, one version says that it's desperately sick, one says that it's wicked. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I mean, we can literally, we have got to, once our heart is transformed, you know, and that takes that heart of stone and turns it into a heart of flesh. And I love also that you mentioned um, about how we are not to be caught up in um, making worship just a couple songs. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is the way that we live. Worship is honoring, walking in love. When we are right now, we're having worship. We're having fellowship, glorifying the Lord in everything that we say and do. So y'all step out of that box. If you put God in a box, I know I did for a very long time. He was in this box. And okay, some people take that box and they carry it along with them. They only take it out around their Christian friends or they only take it out when they go to church. Come on, y'all. You can get some freedom. And that's what all of these uh, broadcasts are about is finding freedom in his truth, in his word. So Pastor Paul, bring it in, but brother, what do you think? Awesome. Awesome. Um, just, you know, getting, getting to the, the whole wrap up. I love what, what April was saying about understanding the will of God. You see this right here. It's called the Bible. <laughs> this right here is the will of God. Yes. So many people get, well, what's God's will for my life today? What's God's will for my life today? Open a word, pray, take a step forward. You know, and what Paul is is referring to here, I believe I don't I haven't studied it deep enough. But when he's saying present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. When you look at the tabernacle, when you look at at the temple before they would have to go in, they'd have to wash their hands. They'd have to go through a a Jewish ceremonial washing of the hands. What does that mean? That's sanctifying. That's going through all the purification in order to get into the presence of God. The only thing has that has changed is that Jesus Christ ripped the veil. Amen. Everything else is still the same in the spirit, right? John came to baptize with water. Jesus came to baptize in the spirit. And so this is where we have to understand it's the same dialogue it's the same mindset of i'm coming before god i'm washing my hands i am i am washing my hands clean of all of these things father i am sanctifying myself to come into your presence and i clear my mind because i believe this sometimes god is like quit coming to me and complaining period quit coming to me and complaining about everything so when you know this this isn't this what i don't want to go is too deep but however when you're coming into prayer, understand that you are coming before God's throne. He is the judge that's sitting on that seat. He is God Almighty. He is sovereign. And you have, just like April said, you have the enemy over here saying one thing, but you have Jesus saying this on, on the other side. So you're going into the court. You're going into that courtroom and you're pleading your case. Jesus is pleading it for you saying, you know what? He's covered. But what happens when you go into a courtroom and you start crying? What does the judge say? We're going to break for a 15 minute recess. Go gather your thoughts and come back and we will revisit this problem. What does God do? It's about facts. What are the facts? We are blood bought. What are the facts? We are redeemed from sin. What are the facts? We are in the kingdom. And until we understand that we are citizens of the kingdom, that's when your prayer life will definitely 
change because you're not coming up this whiny, snotted out boogers everywhere. You're coming up saying, Father, I claim right now in the name of Jesus that your will be done. And your word says, wherever I step the soles of my feet, the kingdom of of God is at hand. And I can trample over serpents and snakes. And your word also says that the diseases that came against the Egyptians will not come upon your people, period. And when we start not claiming but bringing him back the facts of his word, what did what did God say? My word returns to me what? Not, Not empty. I watch over my word for what? To see Morning. that it is fulfilled, period. <laughs> and so this is where prayer time will change the whole atmosphere. And I, 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 I would love to go deeper, but we ain't got time. But I'm telling you, your prayer time will change when you submit to the Father Go before that throne and know that you have a right because you are a citizen of kingdom. That's all I got. Come on. That is so good. Listen, I just want to give a shout out for April. April put together the outline for us. You know, we're all super busy and we want to make sure that we get this valuable stuff out to you all because I have found so many people, uh, like Paul said, whining and begging Jesus to change their circumstances whenever you've got to go through to get to. And he will take all of your stuff and he will make it into something beautiful. He took my mess, Paul's mess, April's mess, turned it into ministry, you know, all of those type things. So allow the father um, approach him boldly to the throne. He's your dad. Climb up in his lap, you know, allow him to love on you. And so, you know, we're, we're, we don't have a lot of time, but I do want to hit on this about, you know, April put in some notes, which she so beautifully put together, uh, talking about the intention and the two masters. And we know that, you know, you can't serve both God and manna, you know, either one's going to, you know, um, you're going to, you're going to hate one or you're going to do one. It's just, we know that we can't be, we have to be all in. Okay. Let me just say that we have to be all in either. You want the breakthrough and Jesus in your life, or you want to stay on that fence and that fence is going to crumble. Okay. And you, you know, right now we, we see a massive thing going on in the body of Christ. You know, there's that separation and there are so many, um, I want to be careful. I say this denominations, churches, whatever, those in the body of Christ that have gone contrary to God's word in various things. And we won't go into detail with that, but listen, you got to, you don't, you cannot determine it unless you get in it and find out what it says. Once you get in it, find out what it says, and then watch the intentions of the heart and uh, ask yourself, what are you, what are you giving yourself up for? What, what, you know, what are you giving yourself up for? Come on now. So April, talk about that real quick and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, no. So um, all I wanted to like really just if we could have squeezed it in is to t- touch on the fact that we we give ourselves and our time and our focus and our priorities um, to something. Um, it's like, you know, people sit there and say, well, I'm just not going to make a decision. I'm going to tell you right now indecision, not making a decision is a decision to not make a decision. So let's just knock that out of the park. There is no maybe, you know, in life, you either are going to do something or you're not, or it's going to be a decision to keep something up in the air, which is an avoidance tactic. And that's unhealthy. And it's a coping mechanism. And we won't go into that. But ultimately, um, there is, uh, there is what you had said, you know, across the the world, there is going to be like this, um, 
revolutionary change that's coming and it is coming it's a newness that no one's ever seen before and i really haven't like stepped out and spoke about this prophetically or anything like that and um, i don't you know claim to be one thing or the other i just hear from god but all i know is there's a newness that is coming and it requires you to be in his stillness. It requires you to submit. It requires you to repent. It re requires you to come to him, to hear him clearly for this new season that's coming. And um, and you have to choose. You have to have that heart intent to no longer want the world, but want whatever it is unknown to you, whatever it is that God has for you. You were born for a reason. You are here for a reason. This is a season in which God said it is good to have you in the world right now. And so if you could just tap in, find that key, unlock the door, let him in, he's going to show you like a tremendous amount of stuff that you is going it's going to blow your mind but on top of everything else it's going to be so fulfilling that you you just don't even know what to do you're just going to be bubbling over and you're going to be so excited that you can't help but uh break those bonds and chains of of sharing with people because that's all you're going to be talking about is jesus and the glory of god and the things that are coming you're going to get so excited that you just can't help it and so i just encourage you guys to make that choice one way or the other you're going to need to make a choice and that is with every single person on this face of this earth across the spans of times for generations and generations. We've all had to make a choice. And this is like the biggest choice that you will ever make. But I can assure you and Paul can assure you and Maggie can assure you that you won't regret it. Because everything that he has on the other side of this is going to fill you up to the fullness that you it's just going to blow your mind. That's all I got. And I believe that, you know, I, I believe as Joshua said, choose this day who you will serve. And that's what we're asking you all is to consider. If you're watching this, you do not know Jesus, please reach out to one of us. We would love to share with you how life of Christ will, you'll never be let down. And the more you fall in love with Jesus, the less you fall out of in love with your sin-based nature. Okay. And so Paul, real quick, very briefly, talk about new wineskins. I know that's a whole Ooh. subject in itself. Yeah, that's that's a whole subject. New wineskins. Yeah. In order for, I mean, it, it's the scripture lays it out perfectly. In order for you to even put new wine into old in, 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 into any wineskins, it has to be new. It has to be new. If not, it's going to burst. The same with the patch. You put a new patch on old garment, it's going to pull away. It's the same with our life. We have to be consecrated. We have to be focused on, I want this new wine skin. And honestly, that's where I'm at this, this season. This whole year is redefining who God is in my life and what I've perceived him to be into what I see him as now. And that's a whole new wine skin. So he is able to put that new wine. And so that in itself is a nutshell of what that is, but it's holy consecration before the Lord. Yes. It's intentionally saying, Lord, I am doing a 180 and I'm changing my mindset to receive everything that you have, Romans 12 and 2. So that's what I got with that. This has been awesome and phenomenal um, today. I just, I'm just so blessed to have both of y'all ladies and um, invited me on every week. This is just, this is awesome.
Oh, it's so been a blessing you. to work with the both of you and and viewers, if you would get this out and share this, uh, however you see fit, we really want to encourage people that a life with Christ you will never regret. So thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you guys. Now, today was an odd day. We're doing Friday on Tuesday, just based on some schedules, but we will be back here with you on Friday, not this Friday, but the following Friday, and we'll be back in rhythm. So definitely make sure that um, you stay in the word and go to him and take heed to what we're saying. I've always felt like the majority of my walk with the Lord is always going to be a whole lot of repenting and a whole lot of receiving. And that's what he wants from us. He wants to create in us that new heart. He wants to take that heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. And we'll see you next time right here on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless.